0: Ben Hartley, where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business, your relationships, and your mindset. If you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post, visit sixfigurephotography.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. I am your host, Ben Hartley and thank you so much for being here. I'm working on this little sound thing. I've discovered that I make this sound effect all the time and I'm going to start incorporating it into pretty much all my audio feeds. You guys, uh, look, thank you for joining the SFP podcast. The entire purpose of this podcast is to help you grow your business. Now here I am in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, we've got a wedding photography studio, uh, shooting weddings all over the world and, and and absolutely love it. And yet we're helping photographers and entrepreneurs, uh, grow in so many ways. we're doing this by bringing in other industry experts, uh, sometimes creatives like uh, many of you listening, sometimes just other amazing uh, business professionals who just know, know the back end, know what's going on, accountants and SEO experts. And so look, today I'm really excited. I'm really jazzed because we have someone all the way from the UK, another wedding photographer who's like, man, blowing up. Like we have Ryan Welch. Ryan Welch uh, owns Ryan Welch Weddings. You guys get this. They photograph over two, pardon me. I literally tried (laughs) to say it and I like lost my, like, I like lost my breath. You guys, they photograph over 200 weddings a year. He's not only the owner of Ryan watch weddings. uh, He's one of the founders of freedom edits. I met this guy um, at show at United in Arizona. I think it was 2017. And I'll never forget the exchange because he, had the drink tickets. In order to get those free <laughs> drinks, you needed to talk to this cat. You guys, I'm so excited to have Ryan Welch here today. Ryan, how are you doing, man?
1: I am so good. Thank you so much for having me on, Ben. Much appreciated. <laughs>
0: Dude, this, I, I can't believe I literally want to go tell all the listeners how many weddings you photographed. And I just like... like I. I just <laughs> not, I couldn't say the word two hundred. I was like two.
1: I'm just going to point out that I don't shoot
0: them all on my own. I
1: don't. <laughs> good, I
0: do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? I think it's on Ryan Brenizer who disphotographs a ludicrous amount of weddings. I think it's close to the hundred by oh, himself. Like word. I don't even understand how it's physically done. Uh, I need to get Ryan on the show. But anyhow, uh, Brenizer. We, we, wow, two Ryans in in one sentence. Ryan, <laughs> look walk us through so you um like how I think here's what I'm excited about by the way. I, I actually want to jump right into it. I think a lot of times in the podcast you know context is really important and I think personal stories are really important. but I think we have an opportunity with you that uh, you've you've built something that a lot of photographers would love to have in that like you actually have a business, man. let's call it what it is. I think there's a lot of photographers who, you know they they work, but they pretty much just work like, as an employee to themselves, nine to five, like it's actually not a, it's not a business yeah. in, a, in, in some ways. Like I don't know how else to say it, but I love that you've scaled this in a way that um, so many people could only dream of. Uh, and look, I I, I admire that. And I want to focus on that growth aspect. Yeah, I want to focus on- I, I, I think on, that's
1: like the most important thing to when you're building that kind of business and you're looking to achieve that level of weddings is to start looking at what you're doing like a business as well. So I'm so glad that you brought that up.
0: Good, 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 good. Even like, man, like a 100, like we do a hundred weddings here, but 200, that's nuts. So Ryan, let's, let's still provide a little bit of context here. You're in the UK. Tell me about how you did get into weddings, bullet points, so we can understand where you came from. If that helps us to give direction for where you're going.
1: Yeah. I mean, so I am 26 at the moment. So when I was about 17, I my wait, brother hold on, hold actually right. got married. 20,
0: wait, 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 Ryan, I got to interrupt you. You're 26. I'm 26. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you guys. All right. Keep going. I just, that, that's, I love, I love it, man. Good hustle. Okay. Uh, so, so, okay so 26, You keep yes, going. And
1: when I was about, I don't know, it was about 16, 17, my brother got married. Um, I picked up a camera for the first time about a week before his wedding. Kind of, Ran around his wedding, getting in the main photographer's way the majority of the time, I'm sure. But then they actually invited me on some work experience. I went out and I third, fourth shot a few weddings with them um, and then kind of just carried on doing it, if I'm completely honest. You know, it was a very kind of organic kind of um, growth into shooting my own weddings and kind of started with a few friends and family. And then it kind of just spiraled massively out of control, if I'm honest. Um <laughs> You know, and and I think that's a trap that a lot of photographers fall into is that you kind of start shooting weddings and you don't really have any systems or you don't have that kind of um, growth in your mind when you first start. And then all of a sudden you've got this business, which is just a bit of a mess. You know, it just it doesn't have any kind of plan. It doesn't have, you know, your finances are kind of all over the place because you're not prepared for those quieter periods. Um, And that's very much what happened to us. You know, we we really struggled for the first few years because we grew too quickly. Um, and it took a lot of work to really kind of rein that back in and kind of get that under control. Um, and that was just done through kind of systemizing things and making sure we knew exactly what we were doing and when we were doing it.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, um, Man, this is so impressive. So then, um, how did I like how I want to kind of I'm imagining a a, like a a line graph here in my mind of like the growth. So, like, year one, you know, where were you at? How quickly did things grow? You said you grew too quickly. What does too quickly look like?
1: Yeah. So, I. Okay. So how did it happen? So I shot my first few weddings. So I kind of graduated university and I was shooting a few weddings a year. So whilst I was kind of studying, so I came out of university and shot about 13 weddings that year. Um, Mm -hmm. That the following year after that, I shot 55. And then we kind of, so then that second year, then I took on my first other photographer and then we kind of went up to, I think it was about 60, um, Because I wasn't really sure how to introduce him into the business, if that makes sense. You know, I found that really difficult getting Mm -hmm. my clients who were expecting me to be their photographer to trust another person um, to kind of book somebody else. I found that really challenging at first. Um, And then it kind of just grew year on year. So we kind of went, I think it was like 70 the next year. And then it jumped to like 120 and then 150. And now we're kind of at
0: the 200 mark now. How How many photographers do you currently have with you shooting?
1: So including our associates? Sure. Yeah, so we are on, I think it's 16 now, 16, 17. Yeah,
0: and how many are full-time?
1: There's five of us that kind of run the office. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I've got an amazing studio manager. We've got kind of um, our original videographer that started with us. He kind of heads up all the video side of things um, and deals with the associates for the video side. And then we've got a kind of graphics and web guy.
0: Nice. Um, oh, so, so to make something things something. worse, you're also doing video too. Absolutely, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I love I hate, so, okay. I
1: hate an easy life, what can I say?
0: <laughs> oh man, this is so good though. This, there's, and you You've got so much experience that I just want to keep digging into. And so let's keep going. I'm, tr- I'm going to try to track with some of these questions. So I guess the first question, and I'm I'm, I'm going to try to think about the listener right now, uh, the photographer who's listening to this, what are some of the questions that are probably going through their mind? And I think one of the first things that a listeners think right now is like, how on earth are you getting that many inquiries and that many bookings? I mean, even to go from 13 year one to, to, you know, you said 50 or something year two, or maybe it's 30 something, even that, you know, I think there are so many photographers who would just absolutely kill to have 30 weddings in a year, let alone their second year in business. Can you talk a little bit about, uh, some of your, 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 your growth and how you actually went about accomplishing that. And I'm I'm sure it's, it's deep and I'm sure that there's a lot of aspects to it, but if you could try to attribute, you know, a few key things, what would you say, Ryan?
1: I mean, if I'm completely honest, so the first few years, we very much kind of winged it. Um, The inquiries came through from word of mouth. One of the things that we've always really worked harder is making sure that our customers feel valued when they do business with us. And that when they spend their money, you know, because we're not the cheapest photographers in our area by any means, you know, like a, we don't book so many weddings because the price point suits, you know, we're a big stretch to a lot of our brides' budgets. Um, and I think one of the most important things is that we realized that really early on. So we've really mm-hmm. kind of added value to those packages um, in ways. How are you doing that? So, uh, I mean, now, are we talking now or are we talking back in the day?
0: either way you want to go.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, back then it was very much. So we had a really beautiful studio space. Our clients would come in. It was a very impressive space. And because of my age then, I think that really helped kind of, it gave me a lot of credibility having that kind of brick and mortar studio. And I understand that that isn't for everybody, but I genuinely don't think that if, if we didn't have that back then, we definitely wouldn't be in the place we are now. Um, You know, because, and I've got a baby face even now, so you do right you, you have an you know adorable,
0: your face is adorable.
1: <laughs> so you know it, you know imagine back then i was kind of like 18 19 if i if i hadn't have had that oh, no sorry 2021 20, if i hadn't have had that you know i, I these people would just would have been I could have would have been rocking up to these people's houses and they have been like who's this child that's turned up and is kind of pitching to shoot my wedding you know I don't think that would have worked at all so sure. you know we had this studio space we offered a lot of extras so we made sure kind of um, albums was a big part of what we did in an age where digital really was taking over I feel like that kind of requirement for an album with photographers now is getting more and more important from a client's point of view um, mm-hmm. you know and so back then we were really kind of at the forefront of that in our area i think include making sure those albums were included in the packages and we had like upsell opportunities and things back then as well um but yeah and it was very much the growth was down to our personalities you know every person that we've ever hired in that business in my photography business has been hired because they are amazing people and we just know that our clients are going to relate to them they're going to get on well with that that target demographic that we're really kind of working hard to market towards. And they're just relatable people. You know, I know I could throw them into a room with 20 of our clients and they would be in the middle kind of loving every second of it. Um, and that that was, a, it was all about the people, the people that we kind of employed initially were very much um, hired because of their personalities, not necessarily because of their talents. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I would you know, and then we're able to kind of, um, train them to a degree to our studio style and to shoot the way we need them to shoot to do those things for us. Um, but that personality for us is the most important part. You know, we're not selling the best wedding photography in our area at all, but the experience that we sell is kind of second to none. Yeah. You know, and kind yeah, of, as, soon as, as soon as we realized that we didn't have to be, you know, everything to everyone and kind of be incredible photographers and incredible people and make people laugh at every opportunity, the as soon as we just focused on those relationships that we were building with people, you know, our referral rates went through the roof. It was absolutely insane. Um, You know, and that just came down to the people that we'd hired initially. You know, I knew that they could go out and network with vendors or they could be shooting a wedding at a hotel and make really good friends with a wedding coordinator. And then we could send a sample album and I knew that sample album would be forefront in front of everyone else's because that venue enjoyed doing business with us. You know, like that whole brand that we'd created was just focused around the people that we'd hired.
0: Yeah. How are you um is there anything that you're doing to, to kind of leverage? I mean, even as you say word of mouth, I, I I get it, I get the personal side of things. Is there anything that you're doing to really leverage your personalities a little bit more or to leverage your word of mouth a little bit more? Things that you're you're doing to kind of um, be really intentional about it rather than just showing up and doing your job and loving people and then seeing what happens? Is there anything that you're doing to try yeah, to uh, I mean, it's, control
1: it a little bit If more? I'm completely honest, this is something I do less and less now, um, mainly because obviously with freedom and stuff, there's a lot going on. I don't really have the time to do it. But I used to make sure that every week I would sit down with three other people in the wedding industry and go out for coffee or meet them for drinks or go out for lunch or whatever that. Whatever that looked like probably depended on the person that I was meeting, you know, what their kind of preference would be. But I made sure every single week I met with three of them. And it wouldn't matter if I met with the same person twice in a month or three times in a month or whether they were completely different people. You know, I was meeting with those people every single month and just being super, super consistent with it. You know, everything that we've done from a marketing point of view relies on being that, that level of consistency. You know, it's fine to do something once and be like, oh, do you know what? I don't think this is the right fit for my business or I don't think this is working or I didn't get the kind of ROI that I expected off that. But, you know, you you can't look at a business like that. It's this level of consistency and you keep doing and then people get used to kind of the service that you're offering and the features you're offering and all those things that becomes the way that your business does business, you know? Yeah. It has to be super intentional. It has to be super
0: super consistent. Dude, Ryan, what you just said is the most basic thing uh-huh. ever. Yeah, that that could go in one ear and out the other ear if you're listening right now. But my God, it's probably one of the most poignant things that's been said on this podcast in a long time. Uh-huh. Uh, I think a lot of people think about word of mouth as it relates to their clients. You know, like the the service that they're going to give the bride and the groom, and and maybe drop off of an album to a vendor and do a style shoot. But like to to understand that there are there are other businesses out there that are winning that already have your clients Absolutely. like that have the opportunity to know who you are and to care about you and, and to have a reciprocation factor like is so huge. And then this just like the fact that you're just meeting for lunch, it's like the most basic thing ever. Yeah. there's no there's no like grand thing there's no strategy there's no gift there's no style shoe you're just meeting people for lunch uh-huh. I, and, you know, I it, uh, not
1: meeting well. these people to kind of you know you're not saying okay let's kind of team up and together we can take over the wedding industry in our area you know that isn't what these meetings are about that isn't what that wasn't the intention there it was just going out and making friends with people you know yeah. I, I what we really found from that then was that the leads that we were getting through from referrals from other vendors you know they 're warm leads they 're ready to book they, they ha- you know they 've got you 've got that credibility out of the off the bat you know they're inquiring they 've heard from some they know your price point because it 's probably on your website or there 's a starting point on your website or however you choose to do that. Um, they've had a referral from someone, that person has kind of really kind of gone over the top probably if that meeting's gone really well, if lunch has gone really well. You know? And they did, they're pretty much ready to book. I feel like with a wedding, everybody wants the safe option to a degree. You know, they want to book somebody who they know is going to show up. They, you know, they've got references. They know they've worked with other vendors who've said, oh, my God, I've worked on three weddings with them. They're absolutely amazing every single time. You know, that's what people want from their wedding photography, I feel is that they want to oh, know that they yeah, book somebody that is reliable and they're going to show up.
0: Yep. It's that personal, it's the personal, yeah. personal reference. I mean,
1: for the <laughs> first three years of my business, I probably didn't have a marketing budget. You know, we probably didn't spend any money on bridal shows or Facebook ads or anything. You know, we just built yeah. it around relationships with people. Um,
0: Dude, this is what's so good. It's like, it's free. Yeah, you go, yeah. you buy a lunch, you buy form. And I love, man, it's so, everyone is always asking, what do I do to get people? What do I do? And it's not, like, it, it doesn't have to be Facebook ads. Like, it doesn't. Everyone's talking about It doesn't have to be. I haven't run a single Facebook ad, like, four, four things. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just not what yeah. we do in our program. No, I you know, I, um, I, really, I really this, and feel and with just,
1: those Facebook ads go, as well. The leads that come in off them, they're so cold. You know, they're just so... Uh, they really need to be nurtured and worked on and followed up. You know, they're difficult leads to kind of turn, to convert. Whereas, you know, if you're going out and you're building relationships with people and getting those referrals from other vendors, you know, they're kind of in the palm of your hand as soon as they press the contact form on your website.
0: Yeah. And I think the, the, the way that we summarize this, it's like, yes, and yes. Uh-huh. It's like, yes, do Facebook. Yes, meet with people. It's it's yes, go to bridal shows. It's, it's like everything, you know, like it really is. Dude, that, I think one last thing, and then I want to keep going, but like one last thing that I love about this is that every wedding professional is expecting, they're expecting the sell from you. They're expecting you to say at some point, you know, let's let you know. Can I give you some business cards? They're expecting you at to say, "Hey, can we get together and do a style shoot?" They're expecting you to say, "You know, hey, I would, you know, I'd love to send some people your way if you, you know, maybe you can return the favor." They're expecting to sell, and when you show up and you don't sell, that you're just like, "Oh no, I just wanted to get together and hang out." <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, like you
1: say bye and they're just staring at you, waiting for something else to come.
0: Go. <laughs> no so, good, Ryan. End the episode now. We're done. The episode. <laughs> That's over. all we need. You got your takeaway go right now this week. Can I get a little ding Leslie my beautiful wife and editor of the podcast. Leslie, can you do a little like ding ding ding? Yeah, right. yeah. This is your this is your like action step right now. Go and meet with three vendors this week, next week, the following week and do not stop. Do this for a year and then email Ryan Welch yeah. and thank him podcast listeners, I apologize for interrupting the interview, but I just I have to give a shout out to two big supporters of the industry, two big supporters of the SFP podcast. And so I'm going to be brief here. The first is the Giphy booth. All right. So here's the deal. Uh, it is essentially a photo booth, but it is a modern, fresh, uh, new take on a photo booth. It makes animated GIFs and photographs. Now here's the deal. I'm a working wedding photographer. I am not a photo booth owner. And I want you guys to understand this. This is perfect. If you are a photographer first, out shooting events, uh, portraiture, that type of thing, this booth is amazing because it requires so little work. Like I've I've had other photos. I still own another photo booth, but the Givi booth is the thing that I love because I just get to set it up in under five minutes. It It's like a it's the size of like a laptop bag, essentially. Um, it automates everything once you're done with an event. Uh, it's such an easy upsell. And one of the great things about it is because it takes so little overhead to actually run uh, an event that I essentially get to pass that savings on to my client. And so I can, I can charge less for it, do more events and remain so much more stress-free. It also has like built-in marketing tools. You guys just need to check it out. It is called the Giphy booth. Go check it out at giphy.com G I F YYY.com, three Y's, G I F Y Y Y.com. By the way, use the coupon code SFP2017 for some dope discounts. Maybe just mention my name dude. You know, Ben Hartley, SFB2017 is the code uh, to go check this thing out. I own one and I promise you I'm buying another this year as well. Next up on my thank you list is Freedom Edits. You guys, look, the end of the day, you can't grow your business if you are doing everything. It's just a, it's a fact that we all have to face and to have somebody who's doing the bulk editing. By the way, when I say bulk editing, like I get to still, you get to still check Choose to edit the photographs that you want to edit, the beautiful portfolio shots, the stunning bridal portraits, whatever it is that you get excited about, please keep editing that. But all of the bulk stuff that slowly kills your soul, please go check out Freedom Edits and have them take care of it because they're going to give you consistent results with personal touch. This is the thing. It's the personal touch, like the intentional decisions that that uh Freedom Edits, by the way, in-house editors, not like outsourced, in-house editors make, I freaking love because they're actually making intentional creative decisions and not just doing these like robotic choices where you get images back and you're like, why did they expose for that? They should, like like any normal creative would have understood that there was an off-camera flash. And, and done this right. Freedom Edits will do it right, you guys. I freaking love them. Go check out Freedom Edits. By the way, uh, it's freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. That's where you need to go. Freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. They're going to give you the first full wedding free, you guys. Again, just mention my name, Ben Hartley. They're going to give you the first full wedding free. Like, Do you want to save a couple days this week? Then go do this right now, freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. All right, let's get back to the show. Okay, next question I'm thinking that people are having. Look, I think the idea of an associate studio is really exciting. I think that um, it feels like the the right move for a lot of people. And I, I'm not sure that it is the right move for people, but I, I, I guess, um, we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, why did you, why did you decide to go the route of an associate studio?
1: Yeah. So the kind of area that, um, we target and I, I'm very careful about how I talk to people about this subject, because I don't want to come across as one of those photographers that says that, you know, people in my town, they're not going to charge. they they're not used to paying the amount that I want to charge my wedding photography. I don't believe that that is an excuse to um, like lowball your pricing. I I think if people value what you do enough, you know, they'll pay whatever you're going to charge for it. But I was very, when when we kind of had the idea of the associate program, we knew we needed um, to access a larger market than what we were currently attracting. Does that make sense? So we were charged, we were kind of attracting a much higher end market when it was just kind of a few photographers who were all full time with us. We were charging a lot more money then and those photographers still charged mm-hmm. that at, still at that price point. We then launched that associate program at a much lower price point to kind of attract that volume. <clears throat> and so where was I go? What was the original question? <laughs>
0: That's okay, man. That was still great stuff there. I, the original question was, why did you decide to yeah. go the route of bringing on sure. others? As so associates?
1: Um, basically from a price point of me employing full-time photographers, it didn't make sense for us. You know, I knew that I wouldn't be able to book as many as many weddings as I needed for those full-time photographers as that I could get leads coming in. So we kind of had to go for a much lower price point. And the only way I could make that price point work was by launching the associate program um, because I didn't have that fixed overhead of kind of employee costs every single month. You know, they just worked kind of as and when they worked. Um, and so far it's worked really well for us.
0: Yeah, what have been some of the challenges that you've had to overcome with this model?
1: Yeah, so um, the, one of the biggest um issues when we were in the planning stages was trying to figure out when to kind of assign photographers to bookings so one of the things that is quite different to the way our associate program works for a lot of other people's is that they don't act our, our clients trust us enough as a brand that they don't get to meet their photographer before their wedding day so they don't know who's going to be shooting their wedding day until about eight months beforehand Um, so they might book kind of 18 months in advance they book with ryan welch weddings and they know they're going to get a photographer from our team shooting their wedding Um, and then we make a big huge big fat deal out of that on that eight month on their um, uh, announcement day i think we call it in our emails um, when they kind of get a pdf about their photographer they learn loads of stuff and then they're invited to then book a consultation with that photographer so that kind of for us that, that really worked well for us because we know at that point, eight months before a wedding date, our associates aren't going to, you know, maybe book in a last minute wedding and then back out. You know, the likelihood of that happening for us is very minimal because even though I'm aware that, yeah, they, they might be contracted to that day and if they don't turn up, they're not going to get paid. You know, realistically, there's not a lot I can do to enforce that, especially if someone's wedding day is ruined over it. So that was a big thing for me when we launched the associate program was trying to figure out how far in advance we could kind of dish those jobs out to our photographers that we're working with, you know, and we're very confident in all of them. So it doesn't really Mm -hmm. matter to us who shoots what wedding at all. It's very much based on their availability. Um, And one thing I really wasn't keen on um, kind of pushing our photographers into was saying, okay, so on July the 22nd in 18 months time, you've got a wedding with us and you're going to be paid X amount of money for it. You know, I, I wanted them to be able to go off and build their own businesses and then also use kind of use our weddings to almost supplement what they do in themselves. And so far it's, it's been really well received with our photographers. It works perfectly for them because it kind of allows them to book up their, their calendar uh, a few months before obviously the summer season kicks in and they can kind of pick and choose when they work. But then also it works well for us because I can sleep at night knowing that I'm 99% confident that all the weddings that we shoot are going to go on without a hitch that year, you know, it, it's kind of, we've, we've struck a real nice balance, but getting to that balance was very difficult initially. Very, very difficult. Yeah.
0: Um, This is really fun. Um, So then are you end up, are you booking everybody? Or are other people booking? Are the photographers booking the brides no, so when someone book, comes in? And they yeah, wanna...
1: so we book everybody in. So they, um, they kind of inquire with Ryan Welch weddings. They uh, fill out our contact form. We've got a lady called Annie that then kind of takes them through that whole kind of sales process, I guess, if you want to call it that, and kind of follows up. And then the bookings are done directly through us, yeah.
0: Nice. Are they in person? Or are, you, are you booking people over the phone or an email?
1: Very few of our brides come and meet us Um, and we do that almost intentionally because, you know, obviously when when they're at that inquiry stage, they're not going to be meeting their photographer on the day. So it's very much, you know, they kind of book us on the phone or via email um, and then we make a real big deal about that consultation will happen when we kind of on your announcement day when you get kind of assigned to your photographer and we make a huge, huge deal out of that
0: yeah it's fun i really like this so then because it's the associate program the prices are a little bit lower you're not finding a huge resistance or needing feeling the need to actually meet in person um to really stack on that yeah. value uh in person yeah, with people no Is that yeah accurate? If, if i'm completely honest
1: in our area you know we live in a fairly small area and the majority of people you know if you're in that kind of age group that we normally target so let's say kind of 22 to say 35 maybe um Mm-hmm. and a few of your friends have got married and you're planning a wedding you probably know um you probably have kind of come across our brand at some point so we've got a very good um what's the word we've got a very good kind of uh i guess I could totally escape me uh brand presence in our area so a lot of people yep. know us already yep, and like does. i said before yeah brand rep so we um you know, we very much rely on that referrals network still to this day. And we're very much the safe option. You know, people know that when they book a wedding with us, they're going to have f- photographs that look a certain way. They're styled in a certain way. We're going to make you look great. And, they, you know, that final product is always going to be very similar. Um, and I'm sure to a lot of listeners, that sounds like they're hell. But in order for me to create that associate brand and really grow the really grow the business, you know, we really had to have that brand identity, and we really had to have that reliability. That when people book with us, you know, this is what you're going to get. Is this what you want? Yes. Okay. Fantastic. For this amount of money, we can give you those things. Um, yeah. You know, and that's the only way that I can see that kind of associate brand slash model work is by, you know, you need to have a really good brand presence in your area. So you need to get out and you need to meet loads and loads and loads of people. You need to work your ass off for the first two years and shoot way more weddings than you probably want to. Um, and then that's going to result, you know, you're going to have people out there shouting about you. You know, to this day, we spend very minimal amounts of money on marketing just because, you know, probably five the top five venues in that area that probably host the most weddings with their preferred photographer just by, going there and meeting with them and having a really good kind of time on the wedding day with the wedding coordinator. You know, that, to, I really don't know if a wedding coordinator really cares what your images look like a lot of the time. You know, they just want to work with photographers all the time that are going to make their lives easy. You know, they're going to be, they're going to get them in for dinner on time. They're going to do all these things. They know from their brides that they've had a great experience with us. So that's why they recommend us. Mm-hmm.
0: Love it, man. Dude, so then, what about overcoming, I mean, the fact that you're Ryan Welch Weddings, what happens? I mean, yeah. have you just, tra- are you like Google? Have you transcended the brand? Do they ever, like, are people worried about Ryan Welch? Yeah, so what about Ryan? Why isn't Ryan shooting my wedding? One of
1: my biggest regrets ever was naming the business Ryan So it started as Ryan Welch Photography um, and then we launched film and it became Ryan Much Weddings and that kind of fitted alongside the uh, associate brand as well. Um, and like I said, if I could re you know, if I could have style and story creative now, I would. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can't, you can Ryan. <laughs> Do you, know, you know? by the way, we used to be um, Ben and we used to be Ben Hartley Photography. And Then we uh, actually Jay Ben Hartley Photography. My, my, did you know, Ryan, that my name is Jay? Anyhow, more on that later. Uh, then we were Ben and Less. My wife is Less, so Ben and Less uh and then we because look ryan it's not too late i know you're doing 200 weddings a year but you could yeah, still yeah. change so now we are I still know, on the I mean, story it's, it's a huge headache so you we can have do like
1: a, a weekly um meeting which is the majority of the involvement i actually have in the wedding side of things now you know i kind of just sit in and make sure everything's running and like you know for the, the majority of the time i don't really have that much to do with the day-to-day running of the business but um mm-hmm. we have this discussion probably every week about rebranding and uh, I feel like now people are used to what we're doing and they, they buy it like, you yeah, know, to be I honest, agree. they can still go on the website and they can still book me. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm still there. And when we initially launched the associate stuff, I pulled myself off the website and our, uh, leads dropped for like nothing I've ever seen before. The reaction was absolutely really? insane. Um, so within about three days I was back on the website. <laughs> um, um and, you know, they kind of go on the website, they have that credibility that I'm on there and they've heard great things about me. And then I very much from there, then hand over to the team from the top of the website down. So they kind of go on there, they see me first, and then I talk about how great the team is. And then they book, you know, based on my recommendation, I guess, um, which I'm, you know, we're obviously very lucky that people kind of trust what I'm telling them to do. Very, very lucky. Yeah, that's
0: huge. Yeah. Because at this point they fall in love with the experience, they fall in love with the consistency and the brand, and not necessarily you. Uh, and so I totally get yeah, that. And man. I, Dude, can we talk a little bit about IPS? Are you? Uh-huh. Um, you mentioned albums, that kind of stuff. Are you? Are you? Are your couples coming back in to receive their pictures? You know, are, are, are is IPS happening? Can we? So can we unpack that for a IPS isn't something?
1: happening on two hundred weddings. Um,
0: just, just to be clear, IPS. In case you're listening <laughs> and you don't know what it is, IPS is in-person sales. <laughs> Uh, it's when the client comes back in to receive their photographs uh, and, and is offered opportunities for print product. Sorry, no, keep going, no, Right, I had, to, I, figured I had to find that.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so when we were shooting a lower volume of weddings and everyone was in-house, IPS is definitely something that we did um, and worked incredibly well for us, like insanely well. It is something that, um, we, to be honest, we, we didn't really do a lot of wall art IPS. It was mostly album upsells. So we made sure that our in our base package, they had a very small um, 8x8 album included, which was hold about 70 images, I think, at the time, 60, 70 images. And then we would bring them in to choose their images. They would, you know, they would be going through and they would get it down to maybe 150, 200 images. And then we would offer them, OK, so you you pick 200 you know, we can offer you this 12 by 12 album for, which you know, you're not going to have to go through and cut down those images anymore. We'll just get those 200 you've already chosen. We'll pop these and design that into a 12 by 12 for you. And that kind of system worked really well for us. We tried doing a digital package and doing IPS and it kind of flopped right on its face. It was a disaster. Um, but we found that offering that initial base product in and then giving them the the kind of opportunity to upgrade from there really worked well for us. Um, but people, we don't really give that opportunity now um, for people to come into the studio and do that. Just from a volume point of view, it just is kind of impossible unless we had somebody just yeah. as that was the single job role, which we're actually looking at. And I had a meeting with our studio manager last week about maybe doing that. But we're not truly. So I, I'm not convinced that the price point we're at, we're going to kind of, you know, the ROI on that is going to be big enough for us to kind of justify the time investment on ours our side of bringing somebody, somebody in to run it. So we're, we're looking into it and we may trial it, but, uh, yeah, we will keep you guys posted on that.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. No, I was just curious. I, I mean, that's, that's the same train of yeah, thought I was having, you know what I mean? It, I, it's, it's I get practice. it. I was just curious. Maybe you are superman. No, so.
1: I'm definitely not superman. Do you know what? If, if I was just working with the, if I just had a photography business and I was just running the associate program, it, it is probably something that I would still be doing. Um, and kind of maybe being a little bit more selective about who we invited in from a uh, based on what their preferences were. And we'd probably send out a questionnaire when they first book saying, you know, what do you want from your wedding photography? Is it albums, digitals, blah, blah, blah? You know, and from that information, we would invite in the people that had shown an interest in that printed product um, and we would work with them. Mm -hmm. But right now, it just really isn't. We just can't really justify the time
0: totally get it, man. I totally get it. Um, as much as I am a believer in print, I also am a believer in, um, in just having a business that works for you. (laughs) So I also get it, man.
1: For us, album sales were a huge thing and they still are a really big part of our business. You know, we still sell albums purely online though. We don't do them in person, but at the volume right now it doesn't work but back when I was shooting a much lower volume of weddings you know I probably made just as much money off album sales as I did from shooting the wedding easily um over a year so you know that was super super important to us back then
0: yep absolutely right now uh right now we have five in-house photographers full-time and, um, so we're not, no associates. Uh, and so we are still doing all in-person, uh, sales yeah. post. And, um, I'll let you know at the end of the year how yeah, no, that keeps, keeps going. going. <laughs> it's it's really starting perfect. to get a little bit more to scale yeah. here, dude. So, um, okay. You talked about consistency within your brand that when people hire you, they know what they get. How are you managing consistency And when you've got so many, I mean, 16 photographers mm-hmm. producing images, all their, I'm sure you got people on Canon, Nikon, Sony, uh, all coming Back, um, how are you making sure that that remains consistent? Sure. No, frame it is ramp?
1: it is difficult. Um, we have a very kind of clean, simple, bright, and fairly warm editing style. Um, we don't use a lot of um, presets because, from my experience, from an editing point of view, I feel like that kind of cleaner, more vibrant style is easier to achieve across different camera types. Um, so, so that Agreed. is uh, part of the reason why our work looks that way. Um, And I find that that's the easiest to kind of get consistent. But from a shooting point of view, so all our photographers are given guidelines and we we do very much tell them, you know, we want you to go out and we want you to be super creative. We want you to get work that as an artist you're happy with. And we want you to be kind of true to yourself, I guess. You know, I'm not going to tell you I'm not going to give you a 200 shot list that I need by the end of the day you know that isn't how we operate at all but we just give them real basic guidelines you know so when i was shooting a load of weddings a year i i basically used a 5d a 35 and a 50 mil for the entire day so we do have that preference that they shoot on prime lenses and we do have that preference that they shoot the majority of things at lower apertures and we give them uh, like a detail styling guide that i've put together and then like a couple's couple shoot guide um that they kind of like take inspiration from more than anything else Um, Just to give them an idea of, you know what, like this is what our clients have booked. This is the expectation. Go ahead and do whatever you want to do. Just make sure that we kind of get some images that look like this as well to go alongside with kind of the brand and what we're doing. And, you know, from an education point of view with our clients when they first book, that kind of level of education is incredibly important to us. You know, we tell them that all our photographers have got slightly different styles and they go out and they shoot in a slightly different manner but they've all been kind of trained and harnessed to be able to shoot the things that you know we're used to offering as well. And if I'm honest, it's a really big selling point to the majority of our customers, you know, they're super excited to see what their photographer is going to get on the wedding day. So I, you know, I don't really see that kind of difficulty in achieving consistency as a bad thing. It's almost, um, you know, we're, we're fairly good at spinning things. So we kind of, um, you know, we almost see that as a positive and we kind of, we definitely kind of, um, it's the type of thing that we talk about first before our client can bring up. So we bring that up and we address it straight off the bat alongside the who's going to be my photographer question. And then it just makes that entire conversation a lot easier going forward.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's such a great piece of advice, you guys. I mean, take this outside of the context of the specific question and just know that if you're scared of an bring objection, if it you're it. scared of a client asking a question, you're bringing up, that means that you need to be the one to bring it up. Okay. Don't wait for somebody to ask that one thing that you're, you're worried about. You need to actually control the narrative and, 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 uh, take those objections or those complaints, um, right up front and address them before they even get brought up. That's the way that you handle it, dude. Here's what I love, Ryan. I gotta, I gotta throw this out because even earlier you were talking about, you know, how you've managed to bring on hires and the things that you value, uh, and, uh, the personality side of things. Like dude, when we met back in, uh, it was show at United again, Arizona, like, dude i had no clue who you were i just knew you had the tree tickets and you were running around in a gold sequin blazer like you just looked ridiculous was, amazing and so just, i'm
1: not going to own up to that but definitely uh that was definitely jake
0: <laughs> oh that was jake okay cool i think it, no i think the whole freedom team because you were there with you were there with the whole freedom edits team you guys were all in like gold sequin
1: we, we all we were all wearing gold to some degree i believe yeah. oh oh we gold gear. gotcha take out the full-on sequin jacket uh-huh
0: <laughs> details 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 like <laughs> here's the deal I, I this is the thing though this is actually a perfect this is a perfect example people don't remember what you did they don't remember what you said they don't remember what you wear apparently but they remember how you made them feel mm-hmm. and I remember you and the and the freedom team just made me feel so welcome and so fun and entertained. Like I I did, I won't forget that. And then we met at WPPI and it was the same thing. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and so then we got to talking more about freedom edits and more of the service that you, that you believe in, in terms of editing solution. And now here I am, uh, absolutely loving having you guys edit our work. P.S. By the way, freedom edits, this is not a promoted, this is everything that I do, by the way, you guys, I hope my listeners understand this. Everything that I do is because I believe in it. Like the the, the products that I use, the services I use, is because I believe in it. And um and I really do believe in Freedom Edits as so you guys uh, Freedom Edits they do all of sound source editing uh, and it gets me really jazzed, really excited. And one of the things that I do love is yes the the product is amazing, the product's great, but I also love the the people behind the brand. Man, I really enjoy uh you guys and your care and your personal touch and so that's like hey thank you for letting me to spit that out for a second because i needed to get that out there. you know we very much
1: have that same approach with freedom edits as well you know like everyone that's hired they're hired for their personality and kind of how they fit within that kind of those brand values that we have you know together you know we all our emails kind of sign off um on our kind of email marketing and stuff as welcome to the freedom family and that's really what we're about you know with with everything that we do is we create this kind of family that just attracts people who appreciate the things that we do um you know we're just super honest about what we want to achieve what the kind of works we want to do and then we just try and attract the same people the people that are interested in kind of getting those things for their business um and that's kind of how it's grown i guess
0: it's awesome, man. Dude, there's, I feel like there needs to be a whole other episode about like, uh, uh talking about some of the systems, the tools, like even how Freedom Edits came uh-huh. about in terms of, I'm sure it came about because you were shooting 200 weddings and you were like, shoot, now we need to edit all these. Yeah. And so then you were just like, oh, I don't know, I'm 19. I'll just make my own <laughs> editing business. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure it was something along those lines.
1: <laughs> no, so I, I mean, the Freedom Edits came about because we were shooting all these weddings and we were sending them off to other companies, getting them back. And, you know, they were, awful you know the level of consistency was really bad and there was no communication and you know and we just could not find a solution where we could send our stuff off get it back and just export it and send it to a client which just seemed ridiculous to me you know i just couldn't understand why that wasn't possible turns out it is you know those companies maybe just weren't approaching it in the same way that we are but um yeah i'm sure they're probably making more money than we are but you know that's probably not the the top reason why why we do freedom edits
0: yeah, I totally get it. And I you know, I've made past episodes talking more about kind of our experience uh and there's you know, it's just like it's a there's always the next chapter, like what, you know, there's always the next chapter. And so like our, our past experience with editors, having in-house editors editing, obviously starting editing everything ourselves, getting burnt out, bringing an in-house person, having them quit in the middle of it, going back to editing ourselves, (laughs) trying one outsourcing company, having it completely fall through. No, no good. Trying another one that was better. (laughs) fell through again, trying another one that was better for a while, and then just, ah, no. And so it's it's just really interesting to kind of see, just there's a lot of, um, there's obviously a lot out there. You know, there's, there's so many different services out there. And so I'm just, I'm glad, uh, you know, where, where we finally resolve. Like, I'm so, I'm so excited to be with, with, with freedom. Oh, uh, you guys have really actually dude. today. Um, I just went through, I was doing a live video, uh, over the six break photography, um, Facebook uh-huh. page. I was doing a uh-huh. live video, uh, designing an album for a premiere. So I'm, we're actually doing a premiere, uh, an IPS sale. And, yeah. um, and I was building out the album from, uh, from, a, a an engagement session that we had gotten back. And it was just like, it just made me smile, man, the, the consistency is just so good. So thank you. Dude, Ryan. Consistency
1: is the entire reason why we started it. Like, I'm
0: obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> you guys got to go check it out. Look, Ryan, this has been so awesome. I Can I tell you something, Ryan. I've learned a lot <laughs> I'm, gonna to, I'm gonna I'm gonna contact you we're gonna talk Dude, more um, right. I've learned a lot from you I really appreciate your talent I appreciate your openness i mean do you do you guys listeners do you realize how many photographers out there who have actually big studio studios how protective they are of of their uh, of their process And for Ryan to come out here and just kind of share openly is really, I mean, it's incredible. So Ryan, thank you so much, man. I really do appreciate you. Where can people, um, check out your work at Ryan watch weddings. Where can people find freedom?
1: Yeah, you can find it at freedomedits.com. Um, we're on Instagram as well It's just freedom edits. Again, if you just kind of, if you just generically search freedom edits everywhere, we will pop up and we will be present.
0: Nice. If you want to see some uh some real work, uh go check out our, our Instagram feed, style yeah. and story. Uh if you wanna see some work edited by them from some from not that not that it's not real work anywhere else, but you know, just like yeah. some actual. Yeah, we like, share like, the hey. kind of
1: before and afters and stuff on our Instagram and bits and pieces yep. as well. Um Love it. But yeah, we're not to be honest, we're not super uh active on social media. But um yeah, we're getting there. We're trying to figure it out. <laughs>
0: Dude, I love it though. It's the same thing, man. Like, how you didn't win me over because of social media? No, did you? Yeah, you win me over by not bringing up anything about freedom edits and just giving a rip about me as a human. uh And then I was like, "Hey, what do you do?" And you're like, "Oh, we've got an editing company." And I was like, "Oh, really? Can I see some stuff?" And then I was like, "Face melt." uh And here we are. And so I like that about you, man. You know,
1: and I feel like you know what you've just said from a weddings point of view as well. Like we were going back to earlier, chatting about the uh, going out and meeting people and having those building those relationships with vendors, that's what it's all about, you know, is going out and not selling them anything, but just giving a crap about
0: them. Yep. Love it, man. Absolutely love it. Ryan, I appreciate your time. Uh, Can't wait to see you again. I think, I think we're going to run into each other again at United this year, show at United Twenty. We will definitely be there. So I'm looking forward to seeing you guys there. If you are going to be at United, shoot us a message. DM me on Instagram, Jabin Hartley. Let me know if you're going to be at United and would love to meet up with you guys. You guys, thank you so much for listening to the Six Figure Photography podcast. Can I just actually leave one more invite out there to the listeners? If you haven't already, could you hop over uh, to YouTube, subscribe, smash that that little bell button uh, to be notified when new YouTube videos go live? Because I've got a vlog that's going out there and weekly videos called Heart to Heart where I take questions from the photography community and just give my complete unpacked like perspective, uh, on the answers. And so I would love to field more questions for you guys. Uh, so go ahead, check out those videos. Let me know what you think. Comment in heart to heart and let me know what question you would like answered. And I'll take it in the next episode. You guys, thank you so much for listening to the six figure photography podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye everyone.